Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome, welcome to the Hokie Hangover Podcast. I am Andrew Alex from ESPN Blacksburg and SIAllHokies.com. I am joined today by the usual suspects and a special guest. Let's do the boring ones first here. We got Mike McDaniel from live from, I guess, his house, not in Columbus, Ohio anymore. Mike, what's going on, bro? Yeah, live from my house, buddy. I'm doing all right. How you doing? Doing well, doing well. And then all the way in the 757, closer to the water than I am, so I'm pretty jealous. We got Ricky LeBlue. Rick, what's going on, big man? Oh, not a whole lot, man. Um, just uh, trying to enjoy the weather. It's absolutely beautiful out here in Virginia Beach the last couple of days, man. It's uh, it's just it's it's so tough going outside and looking at how beautiful it is, man. It's just such a hard life. So I just looked on Twitter. And I saw the esteemed John Rothstein tweet out five months from today, there will be college basketball, which is why it's all the more, the more fitting that we are joined today by a special guest, incoming Virginia Tech freshman, one of the top recruits in the state of Virginia and one of the highlighted recruits in Virginia Tech's 2020 basketball recruiting class. We got Joe Bamaseel. Joe, how are you today, my man? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Joe, status of the knee. That's kind of the big ticket item. Everybody wants to know, you know, you're obviously going to miss your senior year of high school basketball uh, with the knee. Yeah. Uh, how's how's that going with the rehab? How has that been impacted at all um, by COVID and everything else that's going on to shut the world down? Um, just status of the knee and how everything's going on that. Corona was a good thing for me because uh, my uh, rehab facility didn't close down. And it's also like a weightlifting facility. So I finished rehab in like April. So I've been normal for like two months now and just been working out basketball wise with my trainer. Um, I would say Corona overall has been really good for me. I've been working out a lot, like basketball and off the court. Have you been working with like anyone specifically since you've been dealing with all this? I mean, I know it's hard to get in touch with specific guys probably because you're all worried about getting each other sick but is there anybody you've been able to work out with specifically like basketball wise yeah um my trainer um anthony Irvin. i've been in the gym with him for the last couple weeks Um, that's good that's good in terms of your injury has virginia tech been keeping up with you over the past few months as far as how the rehabilitation is going oh yeah they check in like week to week to see how i'm doing that's cool. That's cool, man. Well, you know, let's start things off here. You're coming to play basketball at Virginia Tech. What was the main draw for you to come to Blacksburg to play your college basketball? 
Um, Coach Young uh, used to coach at Wofford, obviously, and then Coach Fraser from Kansas State. Um, and they both showed up at Virginia Tech, and Coach Webster had already been recruiting me from there. So it kind of like felt like a good spot um, in terms of being in an environment that people like from multiple places like um, liked my game. And then on top of that, uh, it was a little closer to home, and like I wanted to be able to get my parents to be able to come to games when they wanted to. So it just fit like two of those needs. Joe. Webby's a guy that obviously wasn't on the previous or was on the previous staff. And when Mike Young was hired, there were a lot of questions about whether Webby was going to be retained. And ultimately he was Um, given that Webby recruited you so much. Can you tell us what makes Webster a a guy that is trustworthy or a guy that, that that really um, made it, made it feel like you could trust him and that you could trust your career with him moving forward? Uh, I would say a lot of college coaches like talk down to you. I would say he's always kind of talked to me as like a person, you know, like someone I would like meet like in yeah. a normal setting. You know what I'm saying? What do you mean that some coaches have like talked down to you? Like I'm, I'm, I'm actually curious as to like, do you have like an experience? Like I, I know you don't want to put any names out there, but like, what, what do some coaches say in those situations? Um, the nicest way I can frame it is that you can really tell it's like a hey, I only need you to play basketball for me and you have no value outside of basketball. I think Coach wow. Webster does, does a good job out of just, like, like talking to you as if you were his friend or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. I, I can't believe that a, a college basketball coach would actually say that, number one, um, even if they did believe that. But which is, I mean, Dan, I, I, that's pretty enlightening. Were, were like, there any specific players on the VT squad that, that played an outsized role in your recruitment or someone that you felt really comfortable with from the get-go? Uh, Jalen Cohn, I've been cool with him since I was like 12 or 13. So it was cool with him being there. And then like BD also, like he, he made it real comfortable to want to come. Joe, but being in Virginia, before you even – started talking with Virginia Tech in terms of basketball. What was your impression of the school, of the program before all of this happened? Like, you know, five, six years ago, what what, what did you think about Virginia Tech growing up in the state? Uh, five, six years ago, I didn't watch college basketball. Like, to be truthful, I didn't start watching college basketball until I started getting recruited. So d- did you ever, like, watch any football games or did you ever visit the school or – did you have any friends that were tech fans? Um, not really. Like I'm sure I did, but it's just nothing I like dove into. Yeah. I got you. When I was a kid, I went to a school called St. Chris. Everyone everyone there was like a UVA fan, so like as far as I knew, like I, I don't really have many like big tech fans. But then after I committed to tech, like tons of people I know are tech fans. So it's like Weird. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Because Joe, they know you, you're playing, because they know you, Joe, you're playing big time college basketball, man. You know, they come back, <laughs> they come back over to the dark side with Virginia Tech once you go to school there. <laughs> I know, it's, it's the best. You shouldn't call it the dark side, it's the right side. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. Joe, who in your life is the biggest influence? Tell us, like, I'm trying to 
because, you know, a lot of people maybe have watched your highlight tape or, or seen stuff about your game, but I think they want to know more about Joe Bamisiel, the person. So let's start out. Who, who's the biggest influence in your life? Uh, I would say it's not a real person. <laughs> it's probably a fake person, like multiple fake people. Go for um, it. So I watch a lot of uh, Japanese anime uh, all the time. And like the characters in the show, like a lot of like the main characters or like main cast characters have like influenced me a lot because there's a lot of uh, like symbolisms and like philosophies and like ideologies that the shows kind of teach. And like this idea of just being able to like move forward and continue is like something that I've learned a lot through anime. Um, if you want to like hear the specific characters' names, there's like from a show called Naruto, there's a guy named Itachi, and then from a show called Mob Psycho, the main character Mob, and then um, from a show called Hunter Hunter, there's this dude named uh, Netero, and like those three people, even though they're fake, I've learned so much real stuff from them. Andrew, did you expect that answer? <laughs> I, I will say that was a little outside the box, but that's really cool. I, I mean, you know, it, it, stuff with deep symbolism like that can really, you know, it can teach you new ways to look at life. And, that, and that's very cool that you do that. Uh, now, in terms of your game, which NBA player or, or just basketball player in general, would you say you're, you model your game most after or you have tried to emulate or has just influenced you in general? Um. To be truthful, the answer to that is, like, none. Um, like, growing up, my dad would, like, take me to the gym and stuff and just be like, you need to be able to shoot the ball. Um, you also need to be able to get to the basket. And, like, growing up, like, yes, I watched basketball, but it was really just based off, like, I started playing basketball because of, like, my own competitive juices. And, like, for me, that's, like, evolved into, like, me trying to perfect who I am versus trying to like emulate someone else, which like works for me. Um, but like now, since I'm a little bit older, like if I had to choose someone to watch on TV or like a game I would tune into, um, I wouldn't say a specific player, but I would watch like the LA Clippers just cause they have like a super like diverse roster. And I feel like they have a lot of like wing guys that I could potentially learn from. But, like, there's no, like, specific person I can say, like, hey, like, I'm this guy, you know? Yeah, no, that's really cool. And the Clippers are, I, I definitely agree, a really cool and diverse team to watch. And they do it as a team, which I think is pretty awesome. But going back to what you said about your competitive juices, obviously, you're a very competitive guy. It takes that kind of competitive nature to be as successful as you are this early in life. So going into Virginia Tech, you'll be in Blacksburg, you know, here in a few months, starting that college basketball career. What personal goals have you set for yourself? What do you want to accomplish both on and off the basketball court during your time at Virginia Tech? Um, I don't know. I haven't thought about that kind of stuff yet. I don't, I'm not really a person who I like, I don't really think about the future too much. I'm a really like day to day guy. I know I expect the best from myself. Like, every single day, which also happens to include every single game. So whatever that means, like when the time comes, I'll see what it is, but I don't, I don't really like project the future much. I, I, I've, I've never really done that in my life. 
Joe, talk a little bit with us about Coach Young, right? I mean, you mentioned that, you know, he was a big reason why, you know, you ended up at Virginia Tech. Obviously, he was recruiting you at Wofford. What is it about Coach Young that separates him from other coaches who recruited you? And I know he's a little bit, you know, more normal and it might be something similar to Coach (laughs) Webby, right? But like, what Mm -hmm. else about Coach Young? Coach Young is the draw because everybody seems to love to play for this guy. I would say he's a truthful guy. Like, I don't think... I don't think he's told me anything that's not true, if that makes sense. And then on top of that, like his first day on the job at Virginia Tech, I was the first player he came to see. So that obviously like felt pretty good that I was like kind of that important to him. And then on top of that, like, you know, like watching him in a game, you can see that he's really like coaching guys versus barking at them. Like, I think outside of just what he said to me, I think it's important to see a coach who's like, who wants guys to play basketball and he helps versus like systematically putting players in positions that they have to like be a robot. And I think coach young does a good job of like allowing there to be like a human like way of playing rather than just a systematic form of basketball played in a lot of college basketball, you know, might've been worded a little shaky at the end, but I think he does a good job of like letting people like, be themselves in a in an environment of multiple people yeah totally fair joe Joe, you you were a guy that obviously had tons of schools in on you i mean we can all look at the offer list but talk us through what it's like being a high school kid getting blown up by coaches nightly weekly hourly whatever however frequent it is i mean how how stressful is that how do you how do you manage all of the the pros that come with being a a high profile recruit while also trying to i guess keep your sanity um well i would say it was good like i enjoyed it like to i guess for anyone to feel wanted for what you dedicate a lot of time to like i guess would feel good and for me i didn't really it never really became stressful like um I'm I'm just kind of like a chill guy. I don't really ever get stressed out about anything. Like, I think if you want a certain life, like if you want to be rich and then when you get rich, you realize you have problems that you didn't have before you were rich, you're being ungrateful for being able to be rich, you know? If you want to be an artist and you get a life that has problems that you didn't have before you were an artist, I think you're being ungrateful for becoming an artist. And I think it's the same. Like, if I desired to be like a, NBA player, a good college basketball player, a highly recruited like high school player. If I like don't like what I'm given, you know, then I think I'm just being ungrateful for the opportunity from everything I've worked for. That's probably the most mature answer I could have ever imagined to that question. I mean that <laughs> I, I I I see I don't like I don't think I could handle it. Like I mean I don't I don't particularly like my phone being blown up anyway. So, like, if I'm in a position where I've got 15 coaches, you know, up my ass about, hey, you need to come visit. Hey, you need to send me some film or whatever. I don't know if I could handle that. But the fact that you're you're able to handle that, I mean, I think it, it speaks volumes about your mindset and how you prepare for, for things like that. Because it's not easy to handle um, all these coaches trying to get your attention. But do you think if, like, 
15 of the biggest people in the world asked to come on your podcast, you would like hate them blowing up your phone? Oh, no, no, definitely. <laughs> <How about? laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's the same thing. Like, if you hated that, I would question, like, do you really like doing this job? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. yeah. I, and and that's, that's the mature way of, of, of thinking about it. Um, I think a lot of the times, I know I've made this mistake in my life, we we work the details and the stress that comes with doing something that works out that rather than focus to accomplish, we just spend so much time worrying about the stress that comes along with it. And yeah. I, it, it feels like you've, you, you've really got your head in the, in the right spot. I meditate daily. I've been doing it for like close to four years now. So it's like, like really helps you like appreciate things more. Look on life. A much better outlook on life than I have when I was 17, 18 years old. <laughs> so, no, Joe, you, 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 you do stuff musically as well, right? Yeah, yeah. I produce music. I sing and stuff. Tell us a little bit about how you got into that and what kind of music you're working with. Um, So, like, my entire life, I've kind of been into music. Like, as a kid, my mom bought me this guitar, and we had a piano, so I played both of those. But then I stopped when I was like nine or 10 because I really got into basketball. And then at 12, I started making beats on like GarageBand on my computer and then like begged my parents to like buy me an application called Logic like a few months after I got bored of using GarageBand. And from 12 years old to 17, I was producing and like making songs for fun like by myself. And I had no interest in like releasing them. Um, I would just show it to my friends and my family. And then when I was 17 last year, like before surgery, my mom kind of was just like, all right, you need to release this. So she kind of <laughs> forced me to release some music. And then um, I released a song in like December. And then uh, from then on, I've been releasing music and like slowly gaining a following doing that. Uh, Joe, Joe, you realize now, right, if basketball doesn't work out and you make it big in music, you have one person to thank for releasing all that music. That's your mom. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm going to thank her regardless, but I don't play the if game. I'm going to make it in basketball. I like that. I like that attitude. Throw the radio plug in there. Joe, if people want to get a hold of your music, where online could they find it? Um, Basically anywhere. Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music, Deezer, Tidal everywhere and it's the name is Felicity, but it's it's spelled p-h-o-u-e-l-i-s-i um go by a different name than my real name <laughs> well i mean that, that's how every artist is right you have to have a stage name so that way when you go on tour after basketball you, you're you're already set and ready to go <laughs> yeah and i think i think joe bama said it was kind of overused basketball wise you know, fair enough. Fair enough. So what kind of music do you do you produce? Um, Like indie pop, alternative hip hop, that kind of stuff. OK. All right. Well, I, I know what I'll be listening to. Are you going to do any music like from an academic perspective while you're at tech like or are you uh, going to just keep down the side? Nah, definitely not. Um, I think I don't know. I have this like weird kind of idea that like if you go to school to learn music you're probably you could just like start learning it like the way i did when you were like 12 you know what i'm saying like you can whenever you want to start doing anything in life i think it's important to just start and learn you know 
versus like wait for someone to teach you. And I think that approach is why I like I make the kind of music I do because like I don't really know like notes or chords or anything. I just kind of make what I think sounds good to me. And I think making music that just sounds good versus like having like a system to it or a formula to it is better because like you can never know exactly what's going to sound good to someone else. But as long as you're just making what sounds cool to you, like you'll be happy with the result. And that's, that's what's been helping me like be calm and like happy with what I'm doing. And like, luckily people have been super receptive to it and they've been like digging it. So why not keep doing it? Who's better at making music? You or Kabongo? Um, he is more of a, a a rapper, you know. Um, from a production standpoint, I would say like I'm definitely a better like producer than him. From a yeah. singing standpoint, I'm a better singer than him. But if you ask me right now, like if you turn on a beat and ask me to rap, I'll be like, uh. And he would come on here and spit like eight bars quick, so he got the rapping. <laughs> <stuff. laughs> so Joe, on, on the back on the basketball side, like. You know, you mentioned BD, you mentioned Jalen Cohn. Like, what do you think of this roster going into next year? Because that's something we haven't really touched on yet. But, like, I, there's I, a lot of talent coming gotta, back, man. I got to see when I get there. They put, like, a whole new team together. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm excited to meet some of the guys, and I'm excited to, um, to mesh with them. But ultimately, like, for me, it's just about, like, doing what works. And whatever group of guys that is, we got to find that and we'll find that in practice and stuff you know but i think it'll be good i think this year we'll have we'll win like a lot more games than we did last year joe i i've been on twitter before and and this wasn't meant as a slight to you or darius maddox but i i talked about how it's it's a tall task for virginia tech to be relying on y'all to come in next year and really make a huge impact so I want you to tell yeah. me why I'm wrong. Tell well, me, Rick, tell me what I'm missing. Rick, Rick, how do you think I got that interview with? How do you think I got this interview with Bama Hill in the first place? It was you and I on Twitter <laughs> talking about how they shouldn't rely on two on two freshmen. That's how I got into contact with Joe. <laughs> that, yeah, I know, I know. Tell me, tell me. You were you were wrong the moment you tweeted it <laughs> because you made me. You made me have an extra competitive juice I already had. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So like, let me give y'all, let me give y'all a little backstory. Yesterday, I was at my buddy CJ's house. Right, we're playing pickleball with his mom and her friend, and we lose two. We lose two games in a row. So I'm like, yo, I don't need him. I'll beat both of y'all by myself. <laughs> and they were like, there's no way you can win two on one. Guess what I did. <laughs> so the same way he was trying to not I'm not saying he was trying to disrespect or anything, but no, I, I got you. I kinda I just got I, I kinda yeah. just took that I take any challenge I can. Like makes me like work harder and embrace like the tall task, like you're saying. Like why why can't I embrace it? Why can't freshmen at other colleges be ones and dones and have a big role but I can't? You know what I'm saying? Like why be why expect less from myself? You know, that's kind of how I interpreted the tweet. And ultimately, Twitter's funny. Like, when I read it, I laughed. You know, I, I, it wasn't coming from that. It's when I, I tweeted that. Like, who the hell are well, these guys to say that? You know? <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, I, I've never played yeah. a day of competitive basketball in my life outside of pickup games. So, 
Uh, I obviously don't if I, know. If, if I ever play, if I ever play pickup with you, you're getting killed. <laughs> I mean, there's no question there. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you could kick you. my ass with one arm tied behind my back. <laughs> Joe, Joe, I'll tell you what, man. There's like, because Ricky and I both went to Tech. Andrew went to Tech, obviously as well. Like, we'll go play pickup basketball on the weekends and we'll go into the gym and if it's the off season for like men's or women's basketball like oh they'll get yeah. on the floor they'll get on nope. the floor with a bunch of guys and girls who think they're like real good at hoops and the guys team or the girls team whoever just like rolls the ball out there they just roll over these kids it's unbelievable they, how much better division one athletes are than normal people it's crazy yeah <laughs> it, I, I i remember seeing that a lot at mccomas and um, I had no business, absolutely no business being on the floor with anybody. So I just stayed my ass on the sideline because I was not trying to get wrecked <laughs> by anybody or get dunked on because Lord knows it would have happened. Yeah, getting dunked on is a bad feeling. <laughs> have you have you ever <laughs> been posterized? One time when I was like 12 years old. Ooh, 12? Yeah. Yeah, I thought I had bounced. I was playing varsity when I was – no, I was 13. It was 13. I was playing varsity when I was 13, so there's this one kid. He was like 6'10". He went up to dunk, and I jumped and blocked it. <laughs> and then the very next possession, he like in the same spot got it and took off. I said, "I'm about to block this again," and it's like he just kept going. <laughs> I was in the air like, "God damn, it's over." <laughs> <laughs> so, so on the flip side, how many how many kids have you posterized and do you keep track of them and do you commit nah, them to memory? I lost track after like eighth grade. <laughs> that's a like good feeling, man. Alone, I probably... can barely touch rim back in the day, man. That's a good feeling. <laughs> yeah, it, it does feel good. <laughs> the I'm only excited, people I'm, I'm posterizing football. is in like pool basketball. Like that's yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that, that that's all I got. Like I'm not, I'm not posterizing yeah. anybody on a pickup game on the street. That's just not gonna work. You know those like machine basketball games you can play where you try to shoot it in. Yes. Or like pool basketball. Like people have like little basketball hoops in their house. I don't engage in those kind of activities because like it makes me feel like a worse basketball player. So. <laughs> <laughs> like because it's beneath you, right? Like you're. You're up here, and then the rest of us are just kind of like chilling over here with, with going to the arcade, going like Dave and Buster's and shooting hoops, or playing pool basketball or whatever. Beer in hand. Yeah, pool basketball is hard. Yeah, beer in hand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Joe, you got, got you got guys coming into the program that you didn't expect. You have people leaving the program that you didn't expect. You got an entirely new roster. The coaching staff, though, has remained pretty much the same. Like, has the co have the coaches like reached out to um, any of like incoming freshmen like you or David or any of the other guys that are they're coming in as freshmen, being like, look, this is still like, especially for like some of the uh, some of the newer guys, like you're going to have this kind of role. You know, there's going to be more more opportunity for you. Like, have there been any sorts of those types of conversations with Coach Young, or does he keep it like, hey, we'll just kind of see how it works out when you get here. Um, I would say like what they expected from me when I first committed is the same thing, but I would say I actually expected like what happened. Like last year, coach young came into the job and didn't really get to bring in his like own guys. 
I would say this year is like his real like first team, if you know what I mean. Yep. So it's like I kind of expected something like this to happen. But I just think ultimately like I'm not putting my hands like I'm not putting like what I do basketball wise in the hands of, you know, coaches. Like I just want to show up to practice and like establish myself there and we can go from there. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not I don't want to expect Coach Young to bring in two or three people that weren't there and still say like, okay, Joe, we still need you to do X, Y, and Z. You know, I kind of, I kind of myself have to like establish like, no, no, this still needs to happen. You know what I'm saying? Force in your own hand. Yeah. So Joe, you, you've played in a, in a ton of, a ton of gyms, a ton of arenas. Um, would you rather play in like a big arena or do you kind of like the, the smaller feel where it's packed. Like I know like, a, you know, castle isn't exactly the biggest arena in the ACC, but uh, when it's packed, which is becoming more and more frequently now uh, over the last five to six years, uh, it's loud as hell in there. And I yeah. feel like, I feel like even though castle isn't like, it, I guess like an ideal setup for an arena because it's, you know, it, it's not massive and, uh, it doesn't have like the the NBA scoreboard in the center of the arena, but it does feel like it kind of fits the 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 culture at Tech, where it's just it, it's it's just loud as as all get out, and it seems like that's it, it's made a big impact in a lot of big games over the last few years. Is that is that like an atmosphere that that you really look forward to playing in? Yeah, you've never really dunked or anything. Do you know what it's like to dunk when a lot of people are around? no absolutely not indescribable feeling i'm excited for it um outside of the dunks too like i think like i played in front of in high school was maybe like a couple thousand but i think like being able to play in a place where like literally like thousands of people are there like for tech that's that's gonna give you like extra confidence you know how many how many games have you been able to watch in castle thus far seven Six, I don't know. I went, I think two with Buzz, three, three or four with Coach Coach Young. So, so you you have plenty of experience and you know what to expect. Oh yeah, Castle's lit. <laughs> See, I remember when I first got to campus as a as a sophomore because I was a transfer student, and my yeah. first game at Castle, I wasn't expecting it to be loud. And I was in for a rude awakening because even though it was 75% full, there might as well have been 18 to 20,000 people. And yeah. I don't know what it is about Castle, but it, it, the sound just reverbs the entire day. It, it feels like you're right on the court, given the, the way the seating structure is covering it as a reporter from the press box section, which is now up in the stands. Like whether it be like a steal and a dunk on the breakaway or back to back threes or whatever. At the time, I didn't know what the song was, but when they kept singing Enter, Enter Sandman, I guess, through the jump. We'll get used it. to that one. <laughs> and you can Joe, like, up against, I mean, you know, Duke, North Carolina, it's the ACC, some of the best of the best. Check for you, that ACC slate. Yeah, I think that's a part of it. Definitely excited to play against like Duke and UNC and all that. But for me, it's like, I want to be a consistent player in the ACC, you know, like some guys have really big games against Duke, but then like, what else are you doing throughout the season? So for me, I'm like, I want to be as consistent 
as I can be, like whether that's no disrespect to any of these schools, but whether that's playing like Boston College or like um, Pittsburgh, I want to have the same level of impact when we play Duke, UNC, UVA. And I'm saying like, I don't want there to be like any doubt that I can do what I can do. Oh, very cool. Very cool. I mean, that's the ACC is the place to do it, man. I mean, that's uh, that's where you can really establish yourself. All right. I'm going to do some random, you know, rapid fire questions so we can get to know more about you, starting with what's your favorite movie? Uh, mm, I don't know. I don't think I have a favorite movie. Pick one. Any movie that you like. <laughs> I'm going to choose this one, this movie, because I watched it like four times last year. Uh, oh, I forgot the name. Oh, you know that movie with uh, Will Smith when he has his son? And, uh, oh, Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah. Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. That's, that's a pretty good pick. <laughs> yeah. All right. What are you going to miss most about Richmond? Nothing. Ready to get out of here. <laughs> Nothing. Oh, man. Wait, no, 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 no. I, I, I'll miss one thing. I'll miss one thing. I have a girlfriend. I'll miss her. Good call. Good save there, kid. Good save. Yeah, good save. Good save. Go listen to this. Good save. <laughs> All right. In the locker room, headphones in. What song you listen to to, to hype you up before a game? Uh, I listen to, um, like, I have a vibe playlist. I listen to, like, lo- love songs before games. Really? Gotta love feel good. Yeah, you got to feel good before you hoop. Can you can you give us like one or two examples? Cause I'm 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 my interest is peaked. Let me go to my handy dandy phone and go to the playlist <laughs> and give you some of my. I, 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 I'm get fresh off Joe's playlist here. I've never heard anyone any athlete tell me that they get pumped up for games with love songs. All right, we got "Don't" by Bryson Tiller, "Fumbled Your Heart" by Trey Songs, "Heartbreak" by Justin Bieber, Four or Five Seconds" by Rihanna, "The Weekend Live For." All of me, John Legend. All of me, John Legend. Great one. Oh, we got we we got first love, do it wrong by Drake. Oh my god. Oh, we got location by Colin. Losing control by Russ. Thinking about you by Frank Ocean. That's a great playlist. Yeah. Oh, I don't That's know if I don't know if y'all know uh, this dude. He's low key an oldie. His name you guys are pretty old though. His name is Billy Ocean. <laughs> suddenly. He goes suddenly. How, how, how old do you think, love. Joe? How old do you think we are? Yeah. I'm really curious. I don't know. You're, old, you're older than me. Probably got kids. That's old. <laughs> <laughs> I will be. I'll be 26 in July. Oh no, you're, you're doing good. I take Four. it back. You're normal. <laughs> Joe, I don't know if you're gonna say the same about me, buddy. I turned 28 in two weeks. I'm not old, old, but I'm older than Rick and Andrew, for that matter. Do you not have. A- do you have a fa- do you have a family or anything? Oh no, I'm not married. I got a I got a girlfriend. I've been with a long time. I got a long time girlfriend. But I'm no, nah, I'm not married or anything like that. Andrew, how old are you? Are? I'm 24. Oh wow, you have a crazy 24 year old voice. <laughs> 24 hey, going on he 44. Was, <laughs> he was the one I thought was the oldest. I was giving y'all two a break. <laughs> He's over there. And now we will be moving on to the next question. <laughs> hey, man, I guess I, I'll, I'll take that as a compliment. I really, I really will in, in this industry. <laughs> in this whole time, I've been trying to imagine what you look like. That <laughs> I'm like a skinny red-haired dude. For everybody listening, <laughs> we've got a little video chat going on here. And the only one that isn't participating in the video chat right now is Andrew. So 
So Joe's not able to see Andrew's beautiful freckled face. And it's he's just stuck looking at me and, and Mike. Oh man. <laughs> that was good. I apologize for calling you old yeller yeller steel brazen. I do feel old even though I'm not twenty six yet, but man, I feel old sometimes. All right. All right, Joe. <laughs> Let, let's I, I think what would be like one if you could summarize what you're about, like what what do you want Virginia Tech fans to know about you, the person that you haven't said already? That's kind of what I want to get out there. I'm just a chill guy. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's that's it. I'm a chill guy. I uh, I like to see things beyond what they are. So like, if someone tells me the sky is blue, it's like, okay, cool. Why is the sky blue? Like, I'm like, I ask questions and stuff. You know, and I like to get to the like the surface of people like like if you're sad, like I don't want to necessarily know like what made you sad. I want to know like what things came together to make you that way, that that thing in response would make you sad, if that makes sense. That's deep, that's, that's, man. Is meta the right word? I don't, I don't even know what that means, honestly. But if you are meta, that's such a thing. Um. Okay, last one for me. Just in general, what are you most looking forward to about coming to Blacksburg? Um, I heard the food is fire, and I love food. So if if it doesn't live up to the reputation that I was told, mm, I'm it sad. It will. Well, I'm about to go to Tuesday at Cabo Fish Taco. That I will suggest to you, my friend. That, that's that's a, at least the off-campus restaurant, that's the best one. Now I went to this this breakfast place. I don't even remember what it is. Lefties, maybe? Is that a place? Oh, Lefties. Oh, oh yeah. Mike, Strong choice. Mike is a huge Lefties fan. Mike huge. loves they, Lefties. Huge they Lefties had the guy. Best, um, they had the best crumb cake I've ever had in my life. That's awesome, man. <laughs> I've been looking to replicate the crumb cake since then, and I, it's impossible. <laughs> Lucky for you, you can now go to Lefties whenever you want. Now that you're going to be in Blacksburg for... The foreseeable future. Anytime. Yeah. Hopefully they'll give me like a, a crumb cake special. Like if I score a certain amount of points, free crumb cake. <laughs> Andrew, what's the one breakfast joint downtown? Is that place still open? That's like right. Oh, Joe's Diner. Yes, yeah. Joe's. Dog, go to Joe's. Joe's is really good. They got some bomb ass breakfast food. Bro, breakfast is nah, nah. Breakfast is number two. First, dinner is the best meal of the day. I'm not gonna lie to you. I mean, I agree with you, but sometimes you need like a really good breakfast meal, whether it be 7:30 a.m. or 2:30 a.m. It doesn't matter. Sometimes you need a really good breakfast. Now, I'm I'm kind of weird though. It could be like it'll be like 2:30 in the morning, and I'll go downstairs and like warm up some rice. I really like <laughs> rice. Alrighty, well, I think uh, you guys got anything else for Joe? No, I just want to say thanks for coming on, man. Uh, you've really enlightened me a lot and learned about you a bit. I know Mike knows a bit more about you than I do, but um, you certainly seem like you've got you've got stuff figured out in your head, and I'm really looking forward to watching you this year. Uh, I think it's going to be I, – I feel a lot better about the team talking with you now than I did coming on now that you've, <laughs> you've explained me my ignorance and helped me become more enlightened. I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I appreciate that that thoughtful <laughs> statement. 
No, I'm I, I'm good. I, yeah, I just want to echo echo Ricky's sentiments. We appreciate you having me on, Joe. Um, thanks for doing this. It's been pretty easy to get in contact with you too, which has been uh, you're always welcome on the on the hangover anytime. Appreciate y'all having me. Be uh, you know, thanks for telling us a little bit about yourself, and you're welcome for giving you food suggestions. Uh, that's gonna do it for us here at the Hokey Hangover Podcast. If you like what you are listening to. Well, you got to hit subscribe, give us a rating. It really helps get the word out. And assuming that you're listening to this means you probably went to Virginia Tech or live in Virginia. Presumably you fall in one of those two categories, which means you probably know people with a shared interest in Virginia Tech athletics. I want you to go tell them about the pod and, you know, spread the word. It's the best way to go around. I am Andrew Alex for Mike McDaniel, for Ricky LeBlue and our special guest, Joe Bamasil. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you soon. Go Hokies.